you are listening to Pharmacy IT and Me, your informatics pharmacist podcast. Hi everyone, this is Tony Down. Today is Friday, February 21st, and welcome to another episode of Last Week in Health IT. As with every episode, we start this one saying that the intended audience is for everyone. So we don't actually have a lot of news this week, so let's just get right into it. So the first news is coronavirus outbreak used by hackers in a malware dissemination. So malware, you know, it continues to be a problem not only in healthcare, but all the uh, technology uses out there. The latest malware scare comes in the form of hackers using the World Health Organization name and the coronavirus panic to spread their key logging application. So basically what's been happening is that there are emails being sent out to users that talk about, you know, controversial or conspiracy theories about unreleased cures and getting users to navigate to websites through the email claiming to be important and legitimate health information. And when the users are duped, there is multiple malware applications being used to steal data, such as Emotet, Azeroth, Information Stealer, uh, Agent Tesla Keylogger, and something called Nanocore Wrap. All of these malware applications can steal all sorts of information by, you know, just taking your data or uh, keeping track of what you're typing in. And this includes things like personal financial records. The way that they dupe users is by sending them to a web page that looks like a DocuSign page. And if you don't remember what DocuSign is, it's a um, basically an electronic signature page where it would be secure signatures. So it looks like a DocuSign page. And then it asks them for personal information to be submitted in order for the users to receive additional information about the coronavirus and potential treatments and you know other unreleased cures information. So I guess, you know, the moral of the story is be careful what you open and what you trust. And, you know, when mass panic occurs, there's always going to be people out there exploiting it for their own gain. All right. So the next news item is Cerner and Intermountain Healthcare. They're expanding their technology partnership. So, you know, after last week's Advent Health announcement where Cerner really lost everything from Advent Health, you know, in the three-year period upcoming, they're going to be losing Advent Health to Epic. Cerner sounded like they really need some good news. So it looks like they have it. Uh, They announced that they will be expanding their partnership with the Utah health system called Intermountain Healthcare. And they've actually been one of the larger Cerner clients with already two dozen hospitals and 210 clinics. And they've been partners since 2013. And now they're continuing to work closely together for additional goals and opportunities for improving healthcare. What those specifically are, I have no idea because I don't think they mentioned it. But good on them for continuing a positive partnership after, you know, something that that crazy happened last week with Advent Health. And then the next news item I have is actually an acquirement. So Health Catalyst acquires uh, Able Health for $27 million. So Able Health is a software as a service application that helps with like automating uh, measure reporting. So uh, Health Catalyst is a company that is focused on analytics. And they're acquiring the San Francisco-based Able Health, which is, you know, it's a quality and regulatory measurement tracking and reporting company. And man, this is a hefty price tag, $27 million, but I think it's going to be worth it for them because now they have a cloud-based software as a service. And they're saying that, you know, after they acquired this company, uh, their existing quality and regulatory measures capabilities will now be highly improved. And that's mostly because of the way that Able Health can actually automate the measures reporting through their software as service application. And also to mention again, Health Catalyst, they have a cloud-based data platform already, and it's powered by more than 100 million patient records. And the company already counts, you know, all the uh, Alina hospitals and clinics, 
Stanford Hospitals and Clinics, Partners Healthcare, University of Michigan, Intermountain Healthcare, and UPMC, among like uh, other clients as well. So this is a big win for them. Uh, we'll see like how that goes. I'm really curious about like how they're going to be using the uh, technology from Able Health to improve what they already have. And uh, I hope that they're going to make some announcements about like some of their big steps forward. So we'll see about that. And then the next uh, news item, which is probably going to be the last news item I'm going to have, is at HIMSS 2020. Innovaxer will unveil a unified patient record for care team collaboration. So unified patient record is one of those things that's, you know, the dream, right? The dream for everybody to have a unified record. So uh, Innovaxer, they're going to be having a patient record. And the point of that is, you know, to have like full uh, team collaboration. Everyone has the full picture of that patient record. And we'll see like how that goes. I don't know much of the details, so I guess just look forward to hearing that more at HIMSS 2020. But having a unified patient record has always been a challenge because of all the different APIs and interoperability uh, challenges that occur when you're trying to integrate all these different disparate settings and all these different vendors and all of the information out there just everywhere, right? Into like one unified record. And uh, Innovaxer actually has that as a proprietary model, which is a little bit interesting to me too, because if you're trying to unify patient records, I wonder why you would want to keep it proprietary because don't you want everybody to have the ability to do that? Um, but I, I don't know. Like this is a really interesting idea and I actually am curious about what they're going to do and what they're going to say about it. Um, because if they can actually pull this off, this is a really good step towards that one unified record. But, you know, it's always been a challenge in the past. And I'm really curious about how they're going to face those challenges as they come up uh, this time. All right. So before we go, if you'd like to hear more news on healthcare IT, you can check out great curated articles at healthcareitnews.com. It's where I go for daily healthcare IT news to keep myself updated in what's going on in that world. Right. If you like our show, please share with your friends, or you can help us out by writing a review on Apple Podcasts or any of your other favorite podcasting services. You can also check us out on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn, and you can also reach out to me at Tony at PharmacyITME.com. If you want to network, you can check out the Pharmacist Slack group at PharmacistConnect.com, which is P-H-A-R-M-A-C-I-S-T-S-C-O-N-N-E-C-T.com. There's different topic channels, including informatics, and I've met some great colleagues on there, and I look forward to connecting with you as well. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of Pharmacy. And me. And remember, technology is a tool, patient care is the goal.